You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California, and I'm so happy to be with you today because I've got a great show, and it's all about finding your soulmate. And if that is interesting to you, or maybe you've already found your soulmate, but perhaps you want to have a friend find their soulmates. So this is a great show to listen to. I am interviewing today a, a soulmate coach. Uh, she's just delightful. Jean Salvin Balinci. And she wrote this book, Be the Soulmate That You Want to Attract, right here. And it's very powerful. It's perfect. It's the law of attraction. In order to find the love that we are going to just thrive in, we do need to become what it is that we want to attract. That's the basis of the law of attraction, 100%. Even if you're looking for a car, even if you're looking for a house, even if you're looking for a school, you have to become that which you are wanting to attract to you. So this is delightful. Um, Jean's wonderful. As a soulmate coach, I highly recommend her. But on top of it all, she's here to really teach us how to magnetize into a higher, higher love that is wonderful. This is the lesson we need to hear. So let's listen to these fast commercials and we will be right back with Jean Sullivan Balenci, who is the soulmate coach. We'll be right back. It's here, it's hot, and it's a must-read. It's the science behind The Law of Attraction magazine. Every issue brings you great articles and in-depth how-tos from all your favorite Law of Attraction experts, authors, scientists, and medical professionals. Go to lawofattractionmagazine.net that's law of attraction magazine.net. Did you know that every human uses only a small portion of their powerful mind? Jules Johnson, international certified hypnotherapist, wants to introduce you to your powerful mind in order to create your dream life. In as little as one session, Jules guides you into releasing limiting beliefs that keep you from achieving wealth, health, better relationships, and even true love. Schedule a session in Palm Springs or set up a Skype video session for those nationally and internationally. Jules would love to serve as your guide into living your dreams. Go to creativeguidedimagery.com or call 951 
201-2166. That's creativeguidedimagery.com. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Heard by millions worldwide through 38 internet radio stations and in over 135 countries. Be sure to sign up for your monthly updates and get all the latest information on LOA radio events such as cruises, workshops, and seminars, as well as information on the latest shows, topics, and guests. Go to LOARadioNetwork.com and sign up today. Well, welcome, Gene, to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Now, this is going to be a fun show because I know that there are so many people out there who want to discover how to attract their soulmate into their life. And, and I know a lot of people are married and they've already found their soulmate, but they always know of someone who is looking desperately. So <laughs> this is a subject that is everybody's going to listen to. So welcome, Jean. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me on, Jules. Not a problem. Uh, Like I said, I think this is a subject that everybody wants to hear, especially, you know, coming up on the holidays. And some people just don't like being alone. So um, this is good. Now, this book, uh, again, I want to show it. be the soulmate that you want to attract. Now you attracted your soulmate. So exactly. Tell us how we can do that. And I know we're going to get more information um, through your book, but Mm -hmm. give us a a couple of tips here. (laughs) Well, Well, why don't you start off on your story first? Okay. That sounds perfect. So uh, for me, I was um, a Law of Attraction fan uh, for years, but I really didn't understand it uh, as well as I thought I did. Um, And then uh, as I studied it more, I realized that I had a lot of resistance. You know, even though I had this great career and I was traveling all over the world, my love life was awful. I kept attracting the wrong men and, you know, that were not right for me. I didn't have any boundaries you get the picture, right? Yeah. Very common story. Yes. And so I started to, on this journey of two years of, you know, reflection, thinking about my patterns, um, working on forgiveness of myself and, you know, some of my exes, um, and really just getting back on the path of what my life purpose was apart from a mate so that I could, what I call, step into my sovereignty you know, uh, take my throne and live my best life, own my happiness so that my vibration would go up and I would attract a much better, healthier relationship. That suited you, suited what you were looking for. Okay, that's good. So what happened then? I mean, when did, did you decide to change first? Yes. In order to bring that person... But how did you know? I mean, did you feel the vibration of yourself changing? Did you just get a stronger focus on what what it is that you were looking for? That's a really intuitive question because I think what really started it for me was my career. When I relocated to California, I had left this, you know, 
gilded cage job that I loved the job, but I was really ready for something else and to embrace a new career. And um, the first year in business, I was doing something that made me so happy. I manifested three times the money that I had done ever before in one year. And it blew my mind. And I was like, how did I do this? And I realized because I was doing what I'm supposed to be doing, what I'm joyful about. And it showed. And, but I didn't see it in my dating um, until uh, I was studying with a, a lot of relationship and dating masters, trying to figure out what the missing piece of the puzzle was. Oh. And, for, you know, I, I, I was, um, <laughs> I don't know how else to put this, but I was, you know, attracting a lot of cubs. They were all looking for cougars. And um, <laughs> really? well, some friends were like, some friends were like, woohoo. But I was, you know, I wanted, a, I wanted a husband. I wanted a partner. I wanted my soul partner. So I was like, what am I doing wrong? And then I got a flash of insight. Since I have a marketing background, I realized I'm not authentically branding my product myself. And so I looked at my profile and I realized that without, without knowing it, I had written my profile from a lack mentality. I, had, I was trying very hard to be so vague <laughs> that I would attract the most men because I believed, you know, we've all heard it as women in the movies, if you're over 40, as I was, you have a greater chance of being killed by a terrorist than meeting your mate. <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's true in California right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I bought into that and I, I didn't realize that's what I was doing. And so I was, I was giving off this air of noncommittalness and just fun. And that's what I was attracting to me. So I decided to be brave. I rewrote my profile and I said what my agenda was. I flew my freak flag. I put all these things about myself, what I wanted, what my deal breakers were, that I wanted marriage, the word that everybody's afraid to use. Yeah. And literally overnight, I saw a dramatic change in the men who were contacting me. And one of them was my husband. Wow. Literally overnight. It was amazing. Oh, wow. So you changed you, you just reevaluated and changed everything and made your, you wrote out your specific desires mm -hmm. and you put it onto these um, uh, match places. Yes, yes, yes. I was on match.com at the time. And um, I said, I really need to put my vision onto the profile so that men who would align with that and would resonate with that and wanted to provide what I wanted, you know, would be attracted to me and would reach out to me and it would screen out the guys who didn't want that. And it would save me a lot of bad dates. Gosh, really? So, so I get it. So on match or those other dating sites, you, you don't put a lot down because you, you're really not sure. So what you did is really, get down to the nitty gritty of what you want. And you didn't care. You were going to put it down. And if they didn't show up, that's fine. But you're yes. going to put it down. I love that attitude. That is a winning <laughs> attitude right there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I, you know, it took a lot for me to get to that place of being comfortable with scaring people away. 
but once I got it, I was like, yes, I want to do that. I want to, I want to just attract, even if it's just one person, that's really my goal. That's what I want. So don't worry about everybody else. That's brilliant. Oh, I love that. And it's about time. This is real truth in advertising here. (laughs) This really is. This is wonderful. So, okay. When, what happened after you got the nitty gritty written down? So I posted it online um, and I did what Abraham Hicks always advises. I really you know, pictured what my life would be like before I went to bed every night. And um, I pictured what it would be like that night, the first night, and um, just really tapped into the feeling of joy and happiness of my husband coming in. And, um, and then I let it go. I said, divine timing is going to, you know, I've done everything I can, literally, I've spent thousands of dollars, I've spent two years trying to figure everything out. I did the very best I could. I let it go. And then the very next day, four men, all looking for the same thing, winked at me. And one of them was Todd, my husband. Wow. Wow. That was fast. It was powerful. It was really, it's a really powerful example of how law of attraction can work for you if you get rid of your resistance and just really focus on that vision. So, okay, let's go into that resistance again, because you're saying that we have got to get to the space where we're okay with resistance. Like, yes, we're really not bothered about it. And it's really not resistance. It's more that you're feeling comfortable about being who you are. Yeah, that's such a smart way to put it. Because, you know, um, a lot of times we feel... um, we just buy into these beliefs and we don't even realize we're thinking these beliefs and um, that really put a limit on what's possible for us. So I know one of my pieces of resistance was, you know, at the time I met my husband, um, believe it or not, I was twice my size that I am now. (laughs) And, and, you know, a lot of people tell you um, I had a lot of rejection um, before, you know, about my weight Um, and I had all these beliefs around my age. I was too old. And then, um, and then, you know, people would tell me, well, I don't know, Jean, you have a very strong personality. You know, I don't know how many (laughs) men can handle that. (laughs) So I was like, in their minds, a confirmed spinster, you know, but, (laughs) but, um, it really took me just being comfortable with those things. And this is what it is. And the right man will love those things about me. And that's what happened. Wow. Wow. So basically, I'm seeing that the attitude of not getting the love that you want is simply because you're not getting down deep enough to Mm -hmm. get to the basis. That's why this book is so important, because you have to become that which you want to attract Mm -hmm. to you. So you are now married to Todd. How did you become that person mm-hmm. that you want to attract? So are you saying that Todd is just like you? I'm saying that um, Todd is in alignment with 
my values, my goals. He's very supportive of my vision and my future. And when you look at the, the arc of our story, um, even, the, even the conflict, the contrast that we've had in our relationship has propelled both of us up in our evolution or in our journeys, getting us deeper and deeper on our, our track of living our life purpose, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so that's to me is what a soulmate is, is that they give you the right kind of contrast that helps you to dig up, you know, you don't have to heal everything to attract your soulmate, but you have to attract the right person, in my opinion, who is going to help you evolve and live your best life. But you have to start that journey on your own, I believe, before you can attract that person of that same vibration. Does that well, make sense? Yeah, it does make a lot of sense. And especially to the listeners who are law of attraction followers. So yeah, this is right on target. Now, what happened though with when you first met him? How did you absolutely know that he was the right one? You've been doing this for a long time and it really shows because you're asking the best questions, <laughs> things that I forgot to even say. So thank you. You know, um, this is an important piece of the puzzle. Um, I'm so glad you asked this because we tend to, in modern society, we don't tend to date with a lot of common sense. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> so in COVID, I was talking with somebody yesterday about how COVID actually can be an advantage because it slows us down and it really forces us to really confront what hasn't been working for us. And for me, uh, one of the things I realized I was doing that made no sense was um, not being upfront and honest and brave like we were talking about before. But also, we're taught in Hollywood and romance novels, you know, that when you meet that person, you feel this intense spark, right? This intense chemistry. And what I've really come to the conclusion of is that expectation is what hinders us because sometimes we think that's what is a sign of our soulmate when really it's just that part of our nature that thinks this person will make good babies with. It's a, it's a biological chemical reaction. It's not spirit. And so I teach my coaching clients to look for someone that you feel comfortable with and somebody you feel you can be completely yourself. And I felt that with Todd instantly. I felt like I had come home. Wow. And, and I didn't feel like an intense spark, but of course, um, I wasn't looking for that. But then just over the course of, of dating very quickly, that spark develops, but it's being driven by spirit. Interesting. So that is the basic of failing relationships. We're looking for the spark, not mm -hmm. necessarily. That's it. I mean, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Wow. So how long did it take you to discover that he, he was the one though? <laughs> the second date. <gasps> I had a clue. I had a clue on the first date. Um, the second date, I was so nervous because I knew I suddenly had what I had waited my whole life for. And I was so scared I was going to mess it up. I was scared that, you know, it, it wasn't going to be real. I just, 
I just knew it was the right thing. That's why I was so terrified. But actually he brought it up. He said, you seem really nervous. And I said, I'm scared. I'm really scared. And, and that's part of, I could tell him that. And he said, that's a really big compliment, you know? And I think by the third date, um, it was just, it all clicked. And we, we waited two years to get married. We waited to get to know each other, but we, I, we both admitted later on that we knew by the, you know, by the second date. And then it was really cinched on the third. Wow. Wow. So this thing, they, they say that you, you're not supposed to get intimate with the person for a while. You need to get Mm -hmm. to know them. That still holds true. I mean, it's been years since I've (laughs) dated anyone, Mm but you know, but that still holds true today. I think so. Um, I think sometimes um, in an eager, uh, when we're lonely, uh, or if we haven't been with someone in a while, we're so eager for touch and for connection that sometimes we can jump in too soon before that emotional intimacy has had a chance to develop. Um, You know, we waited until, um, you know, we both uh, felt very comfortable and we got a chance to know each other. And, um, and then once we felt that comfort level and that familiarity and that deeper connection, you know, that, that passion just, you know, naturally came and it was, it was amazing. Wow. Wow. So what, and, and I saw you in the um, uh, magazine cause you're, you're featured in law of attraction magazine and you have a Ooh. picture of your husband in there and you've been traveling with him which mm-hmm. had to have been quite exciting it is it has been um and that's one of the things that i was really grateful for i'm very passionate about travel and so is he and um you know we had a chance i i became an irish citizen recently and i wanted to go to ireland and those pictures in the magazine are from when we were in um uh, western ireland the burren it's a very, very romantic place. And um, it just, those pictures, you could just tell, I, I felt the reason I used those pictures is they just really, you could just see more than any other pictures I have, that deep, that deep love I think really shows. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So you, you've got the ways and the means for people to really get down to the nitty gritty to know themselves first. So is there a technique that you take them through? What is your coaching like? Well, um, I usually start off with uh, doing a couple of temperament and strengths assessments because sometimes uh, people aren't aware of their strengths or they aren't aware of any special needs or their communication style. So knowing the, knowing their temperament and knowing their strengths really helps me to get a more objective picture of what, um, what they may not be emphasizing enough or potential growth area or communication style issues. And this goes, by the way, I, I do, um, soulmate attraction coaching, but I also do relationship coaching and soulmate career coaching. People are in a transition. And so after the assessments, I I walk through it with the, uh, with the client and we, we start to get the client to see themselves from a higher perspective. Usually these assessments help them to really appreciate themselves more. And that's really my goal is to help them start the journey of getting rid of 
you know, some of the baggage that they've been unconsciously carrying that isn't even theirs. It's just stuff put on them from yeah. other people. And even including parents. Yes. Oh, gosh, yes. Exactly. And then, um, like the book, I go through a different process, different processes, depending on the client of uh, figuring out what their patterns were, their emotional patterns, their relationship patterns, getting really clear on those so that, you know, we can, you know, shift that and shift to uh, more, um, you know, to what they actually do want rather than all their contrast. And I do a lot of forgiveness work. I usually find with clients that um, they have a lot of sadness and um, anger but with other people, but, you know, especially exes, but even more so I find it with themselves. They really are so hard on themselves for the mistakes or what they think are mistakes, which are really lessons. Yeah. So we work on the forgiveness. And then um, I like to do a life purpose assessment where we have uh, the, I have the client um, do a different processes. It could be, um, you know, Abraham Hicks has a meditation where you can uh, do a life purpose visualization, but I also have another exercise called wheel of life. Just try to give uh, the client um, a big picture vision of what they want their ideal life to look like. So they can start taking steps in that direction I think where I was going wrong for a long time is without realizing it, I had this sense of waiting, waiting to do this, waiting to do that until I had a partner, uh. you know? And I think what changed that is when I started living my best life and figuring out what that was, how can I live more on purpose, you know? And, um, one, one thing that I like to do with clients, because usually confidence is an issue when they come to me. Absolutely. And I like to do um, an exercise where we uh, figure out what their alter ego is. And this could be, you know, an inner superhero. It could be a diva. For me, it's a drag queen. You know, that's why I have this oh, throne chair. chair. I love Leopard it. Leopard throne chair. <laughs> I was just admiring that. I'm going, wow, I love that. That's something I would love in my house. All right. Well, you got to get yourself one. Gosh, yeah, I do. <laughs> now that I know what to look for. And it's just like this book. You're teaching people, look, this is, this is you. What I wanted to say is people have a different assessment of them than you would. That's why mm -hmm. it's so necessary to talk to a soulmate coach, to, mm -hmm. to open their eyes. Well, wait a minute. I've had it wrong all of this time. Mm -hmm. I didn't know this. So they, it's like they need you to give them clarity of who they are and to end the Absolutely. confusion and get them on the straight and narrow so that they can go and get it. That's why you're so important. Thank you. I, I, that's, that's exactly what a, a lot of clients tell me is that what helps them is that I see them for who they are unencumbered by the baggage. I see them. I really see them. And I want them to have the gift that I've been given. So it helps them to know that someone else really sees them and supports that vision of themselves, you know. Yeah. You know, uh, the whole alter ego thing came about because I used to have this desperate fear of um, 
public speaking. Uh, and um, I don't know if you know this, but um, Beyonce has an alter ego uh, called Sasha Fierce. When she first started out, she used this alter ego uh, when she would step on stage to gain confidence. It's really, Sasha Fierce was really a part of her already. It was just a part that kind of got buried under all the negative thoughts. And so she would channel that and she would get out on that stage and she'd be really fierce. And so that's what I like to do with clients is tap into that fierceness, whatever that means for them. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Fierceness. <laughs> Again, you're getting your basic premise is to get people to know and understand themselves. Because mm -hmm. if they don't do that, then they are going to go out and attract the wrong person. They exactly. are going to end up in a divorce or they're not going to give that relationship a fair shake. Yes, and that's exactly. what that's what. So it brings up another question. Do you help people then afterwards? They're having conflict that they can't get out. You can actually help. So you're a marriage marriage counselor. I'm a, I would call myself more of a relationship coach um, okay. because I don't really do uh, traditional therapy. What I do is I help clients to see that a lot of their contrast is really designed. It's really ingenious, really, that the universe kind of sets it up this way. But it's really designed to help us both, you know, help both people in the couple evolve. And once they can start to see that, instead of attaching this meaning to it, that, you know, every time, you know, they have conflict, it means that they're not the one. It's, it's not true at all. Um, it's only a case of, you know, of course, if it's, a, if it's a toxic relationship, you know, then that's not really a soul relationship, then of course you should absolutely um, step away from that. But the right person you're going to have conflict with, you know, even the best marriages have that. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the therapist. Uh, he's very famous, John Gottman. And he's done like 25 years of research on marriage. And he said, even the best couples, the strongest marriages, about two thirds of the problems are unsolvable. Really? But they can be managed. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. So, so how would you go about managing a problem then? Oh, well, uh, so if like with a, with a, between a couple, you mean? Yeah, between a couple. So, um, first of all, I usually try to get each one, both of them to tell me what is it they're trying to achieve? How are they not be feeling seen or heard? And then um, by doing that, it helps the other person to really see what it is that's causing the problem. Because it's usually just a matter of we're asking for things in the wrong way or we're projecting a lot of anger when we're asking for things. And as you know from law of attraction, when you're projecting that vibration, it's just going to have that Come right back to you. <laughs> right back immediately. No skipping yeah. out on that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you are the person then that can bring clarity. You're really a clarity coach because you're bringing yeah. clarity to everybody about what's going on from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And a perspective because you are looking at love. You did it in your life. 
you have the ability to do it for others. That's really, really, really important. Wow. Yeah, you know, I, I, I honestly believe that soulmates coming together is so important, more important than it ever has been with, the, you know, what's going on in the world. It's such yeah. a chaotic time. You know, I really believe that soulmates together can do, it's not that we can't do a lot in the world that's positive on our own. Of course we can. But when you're with the right person who can support that vision, it just amplifies. And so that's part of why I really love doing this is I, I really believe that this makes the world a better place. Wow. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. This is great. Okay, now let's go back to um, um, attracting. Um, mm -hmm. So do you have exercises or things that people should do to figure out themselves? Yes. So the book is designed exactly to do that. I have a lot of, um, I have guided meditations on my website that go with the book if people are open to meditation. But also I have very practical exercises that just give you, um, ask you a lot of important questions to help you really figure out what your patterns are um, and what you need to forgive, how to forgive. And also, um, there are exercises in how to figure out what your life purpose is. Uh, I work with them to start taking, even if it's just baby steps, start taking baby steps towards getting more in alignment with their ideal path. And then um, the big important, another big important piece besides helping them channel into their alter ego is to uh, help them write that badass profile. You know, oh, yeah. Um, how to write it in such a way. I mean, it's not like that mine was a, a piece of literature, but it was so authentic and so much of my personality was in it that every man that winked at me the next day was like, wow, I had to read that a couple of times. I just, it was so refreshing just to see that honesty and that raw, like, authenticity. You know, it, it, was, it was amazing. So I teach people how to how to do that how to really represent themselves how to grab attention and how to start a conversation with someone too that's another big one wow yeah yeah again i i've got to say we are taught that it's that chemistry that instant wow pow pow but it's not that because that could be the very wrong thing <laughs> It's about you. It's about yes. you. Yes. And we forget that, especially women sometimes. Um, we are so socialized to think, are we attractive? Um, do they like me? Am I pleasing them? That we really forget that it's really about you and what you want. The universe wants you to have that. You just have to figure out that you deserve it. And another thing that I go about in the book and with clients is um, how to date in such a way that it's more fun and it's not such a chore, which I think a big piece of that is I encourage people to date online. And I know some people have some uh, a stigma attached to that, but I point out that at least consider having that be one piece of the puzzle because it opens up your options. I never would have met my husband, I don't think if I hadn't been online, we didn't have the same circles at yeah, all. Right. 
Um, but using that profile to screen is that was really key to my success because then the guys who did come through, they wanted those things. And so I didn't have to figure that out on the first date, which can be really uncomfortable. You know, if somebody, if like, let's say you want to have kids and that's a deal breaker for you, you don't want to be finding that out on the date. That's just really awkward. Oh, 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 okay. I guess that's the end of the date. (laughs) You know, it's just, it's awkward, you know? So it's great to figure that out before so that when you go on the date, it's just much more relaxing, you know? Yeah. So again, you're doing it for yourself and you're not doing it necessarily for them. You're just seeing the compatibility. And I like the screening aspect of the online Mm -hmm. dating. And so you know what things you're going to jive with and what things you're not. And personality is what you're really trying to discover that you can't get online. You really have to be on a date to discover the other's personality. Is that correct? Yes. And um, an important piece of the puzzle is being very clear about what you, what your must haves in a relationship are and what your deal breakers are. And I think one of the things that gets people into trouble is they're afraid to honor their boundaries, you know, honor their deal breakers. They're afraid of scaring people away, but I encourage clients to really embrace that because for me, I was a a direct example of that. I embraced what my deal breakers were. I put it out there and the guys who showed up reflected what I wanted rather than what I didn't want. So you put, uh, you put your deal breakers right into that letter. Wow. That I mean, right into that online presence, Mm -hmm. you put them right there so they can see, don't bother contacting me. If you want children, just don't contact me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I put it in a, you know, I I put it in a a, a diplomatic way, but I was very clear. Yes. I think people (laughs) need to be clear about those things because also too, it doesn't, um, you know, it, it makes the other person uncomfortable too you know, and we want the other person to have a good experience too. Um, There are certain things you can't really put on a profile. Um, For example, um, I had a gentleman who contacted me and in in many ways we wanted the same things, but he had, um, (laughs) he had a desire to be spanked in sex and he brought it up on the first date. I I can see why he didn't put that in his profile, um, but what I did, <laughs> that's cool. If that's your thing, that's cool. It just wasn't for me. I just wouldn't authentically enjoy that. But I made a point to commend him for his bravery and his authenticity because I don't want him to waste his time either. Yeah. And I want him to have that person who can really just get down with that and really enjoy that. Um, so sometimes, there, you know, every once in a while, there's something that you find out on the first date or on the first phone call as ideal as to do that on the first phone call. And, and that's what we did. And, you know, he, he didn't have to feel embarrassed. I said, that's really cool. Not my thing, but that's cool. So finding a soulmate is not about finding financial support with a partner. You're, you're not looking at their money or their Mm -hmm. success. And that actually could lead you into more a difficult 
Yes. Oh my God. You are such a great interviewer. I, I, these are all the questions that I was hoping you would ask. I, I, I have found that a lot of people are doing what I call aspirational dating and they're, um, this can get controversial sometimes if people don't really hear what, what my intention is behind it. But, you know, let's say if you were to, um, you know, your goal, and I've heard this from many people that they're looking for a wealthy woman or a wealthy man. And to me, I ask them, is that coming from a place of not being empowered for you to be wealthy on your own? Is that coming from that place? And they'll, be, they'll, they'll stop and go, oh, I said, because the key is you don't want to look outside of yourself for that love and for that support, you know, um, you can, you can do that yourself for your, you know, you can do that for yourself. And if you want to be wealthy, I, I say, well, you know, let's figure out how you can get wealthy because, you know, let's say if you were, um, if you rated yourself as a total package, you know, personality, wealth, health, everything, attractiveness and you scored yourself a five and a five is actually not bad it's just the average person i just found that some people who didn't have any have enough confidence or self-love would go after somebody they would perceive as a 10 Mm. and they would get hurt because you know um you know sometimes somebody who you know is a is somebody who's a 10 you know a supermodel is looking for you know, they're, they're looking for Brad Pitt, you know, and they're looking to go to his chalet, you know, <laughs> they're not necessarily going to be happy long-term with, you know, it's not like the, the movie Nottingham, Notting Hill, I think it was called. Yeah, Notting Hill. Um, yeah. And I say that with love. I don't mean that with any kind of, you know, putting anybody down. Um, I just ask what their intention is behind that. You know, if it's coming from a place of not feeling empowered, not feeling love for yourself, um, then, then let's, let's work on that and let's figure out ways that you can be that person. You can be that 10 if that's what you really want. So there is really no age limit to um, finding love. A person can be in their 70s and yes. still find love. Is it, yes. We still just need to do the exact same things that you're talking about if they were in their 20s, right? Exactly. I have uh, one of my dearest long-term friends. She met her soulmate when she was 72. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, she waited a long time, but now she's ecstatically happy. And, you know, it took her a while to get there because um, she actually had a mindset that she wasn't seen. She kept, she kept saying over and over again, men don't see me, that men don't see me. And they sure didn't. But once she, um, she moved and she went through this uh, period of growth and she just changed her mind about it. And it was funny how, how quickly someone showed up, you know, and suddenly she realized she is seen, she's a a beautiful, luminous person, you know, it's just that if you don't see that within yourself, then other people aren't going to see it. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. So age it does not matter at all. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And you just have to get 
to know yourself yes and project it out and mm-hmm. and lose the fear too i would imagine because yes finding a, a mate there's a lot of fear yes that a person has towards that at any age absolutely so, yeah, but you help people through that fear. You help to I, show them. I definitely do. I definitely do. And especially if they're in midlife and they're, you know, successful in other areas of their life, they're very afraid often that they're not going to find someone who can bring something to their party. And I, you know, work with them on that because that's not necessarily true. You know, that person may not be at the party, but they're certainly going to celebrate that you're at the party. As long as they can support your vision, they don't have to be, you know, you know, for example, they don't have to have the same life purpose. But if, as long as they support that and they really encourage you, then that's just fine. Interesting. Oh, that's wonderful. And we're almost out of time, but... I just got to encourage everybody to go get this book. It's easy reading and it makes so much sense. And she has all of these things, exercises in there that helps you to, to know yourself better. But I have to just go on and say, you know, if you're stuck with finding love, you need to contact Jean Sullivan Bellici. Yes, yes, Bellici, yes. Bellici. You need to contact her because she seems like the ideal person who's going to get you straight. And it's not going to be difficult. It's Mm -hmm. going to just be enlightening. And again, with COVID, this whole period has been about enlightenment. about our true self, being alone with ourselves, slowing down. And then at the end of the COVID, here we are. We're introducing you to something that's going to help you even evolve further in life. And this is so important. Jean, thank you so much for coming on. It's been absolutely wonderful. And I hope you do come back on because uh, we're going to want to uh, know more. I know that there are many, many listeners out there ready to go. And they can <laughs> contact you by going to, what's your website? MySoulmateCoach.com. Well, that's easy. My <laughs> and they can find, go ahead. MySoulmateCoach.com, and they can find out more about the book on there as well. Oh, good. Yeah, as a matter of fact, they could purchase it there. But I think, and... Can they get an appointment with you on there? Absolutely. Absolutely. All they do is uh, it's a little easy form. You just provide your email and a note, and then I will contact you. Okay. And we'll, we'll have a free consultation. And, you know, you can tell me exactly what you're looking for, uh, what support you need. And then um, I put a package together on what's really ideal for them. And then we go from there. We start on the journey together. Wow, wonderful. And how long does it usually take to find your mate? You know, I think it really depends on uh, the person and how much resistance they have to release. Um, I've seen people start attracting um, more ideal candidates within a month. Uh, I've seen others maybe three months. I had one client, it took her about a year uh, before she started attracting viable candidates. And then she, you know, and, and several of those people 
did wind up getting married, but um, it just really depended. The person who took a year before she even started attracting better people, she was, um, she had a lot of stuff to unpack and, um, but she did it, you know, it just really depends on the, on the person. Wow. That's so good. Everyone can. (laughs) Everyone can. And that's, you know, one of the things, reasons I think we come to this planet is to find out about not only how to love ourselves, but how to love another. So I, I think this is one of the most important life lesson. And if you're going to attract a mate, why not attract the right one? Yes. (laughs) The right one. Amen, sister. (laughs) And that holds true for a man as well. Absolutely. Thanks, Jean. It's so wonderful you come came on and to come back again. Talk to us more about I would love to. I would be honored. Thank you so much, Jules. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to Jules at LOA Radio Network.com and have a great week.